Here's the show that loves to talk about gadgets and gizmos, from A-Logic to Yamaha. Cameras to control panels. You get what I mean. We love talking all things techie. In fact, that's the name of the show. And here Day is your host, Justin Dawson. I see 2024. We're here sort of in spirit. You ha- you ha- I have to introduce my guests. Okay, first of all, all the podcasts for All Things Techie are sponsored by X2O Media and BZB Gear. X2O Media were super last night at the Skyfall Bar. But better introduce my guest, Erin. Say hello and tell us where you're from. Hello, I'm Erin Marmoran. I'm uh, from Johns Hopkins University of, in Baltimore, Maryland, in the United States. Wow, yeah, uh, and part of Hetma as well. I've, I've, I've just dragged people into studio this week. <laughs> Aaron, this is your first time at ISE. It is, it is. This has been, like, it, incredible. Like, I've done uh, Infocom many, many times, but this is just a whole other level. Yes, uh, so, like, yeah, you, you know, th- is this your first time in Europe? Actually, it is, yeah. Okay. Like, um, I've been to Australia, um... Caribbean, like Canada, like lots of outside of the states, but just have never made it quite across the pond in this direction. In the, in, the, in this direction. Well, how, how are you finding ISE? Like, you, you've been over for a few days. You arrived on Sunday, Monday. Yeah, Monday morning. So yeah, yeah it's been it's been excellent. I I definitely look forward to when the show is officially closed because then. And then I can actually kind of explore more on my own. Exactly. It's so important. Like, I, I usually I'm uh, come over, and even the times I've done ISE in Amsterdam, I've never experienced Amsterdam properly. One of these days, actually next year, I'm, I'm hoping to go over to IBC um, in, in the Rye, which, you know, I can tell you for a fact, and everyone says that the Rye is like a Tetris block you don't know where you are going i'm hoping that ipc is not as big as what ISE outgrown to come here to the fira because it was crazy it's like you look at a, a map and you go i'm in fi- hall five i need to get to hall two but the hall beside me is hall eight how did that happen <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. a little that's a bit much yeah but <laughs> but as we were saying, X2O media party last night. Did you enjoy yourselves? I did. I did. I kind, of, I kind of wished that I had. We had gotten there early. Or yeah, I should say. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Like the minute we walked, like got through the doors, it was twenty nine like, floors up over Barcelona City. It, it was quite cool. Yeah, just the scene, the music. It was. It was fantastic. So what are you looking forward to seeing the most here at ISE? Like, have, have you been brain fogged completely in the amount of halls and where to go? Yeah, so I, I do like the organization of the halls. So it at least kind of gives me a, a general topic and like brain space to be in. So that's like, oh, most of the display manufacturers are kind of along this row. Like, it, and do you know what? That, that's improved through the years that I've seen. Like, this is my fourth ISE. It has improved that, like, at some stages in the past, I was like, this booth doesn't fit, it shouldn't be in right. this hall. I don't know, does that happen as much in Infocom? Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like they try to somewhat keep it organized, but it seems like there have there have been definitely times where I'm like, why are they 
why are these booths near each other? Yes, <laughs> like, like it doesn't. It do you know what? My, my example yesterday, and we got the video up last night. I know some of these podcasts will be late um, because we're, we're we're relying on the sound technician behind us to to give us the files and the video technician. Really cool camera as well in the, in this booth, but. Um, I posted a video last night. I don't know. Did you notice at 2 a.m. I was still editing video? Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I know. My wife's going to kill me when she hears that. Uh, 2 a.m. I was editing video. And somehow or other, 500 people watched that video at 2 a.m. So it must be the American audience like that that are having complete and utter FOMO of missing out at ISE. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Come over to ISE. Um, uh, but... Then I fell asleep for two hours and then woke up two hours later, you know, and just go, this is the busy day at ISE. This Wednesday is the peak of ISE. Um, it's only like 10 a.m. here at the moment. I don't know why I decided to do breakfast show podcasts. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but yesterday I walked around Hall 3, which is just LED wall central. And I'm sure you've seen LG, LG, LG followed by Epson. Followed by Samsung, the wall. The wall. Yeah, that was one of the things that um, even when when we were walking through early, it it was pretty stunning. Like it just like you can. But it, it's, not it's, it's just see. that junction, you know. Yeah. Like you see, you You're see like, Epson with the umbrella. Then you yeah. see you see Panasonic with the movable tiles. And then you see Samsung, the wall, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know which way to turn. Yeah, it is a bit of a sensory overload. It is, like, in that if, room. It if, is. You're, if you're neuro-spicy, like, this mm-hmm. is like, mm, yeah, it's a lot yeah. to take in. So, are you on the lookout for anything for your university? I think, like, we've been sort of establishing a standard to try to simplify everything Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I think I'm mostly looking for is the how do we make things easier in the classroom for the instructors so that um, you know they want to record their content and they want to um, you know but they want to focus on teaching yes so it needs to be easy. Yes. And it just, you know, it's, it, for whatever reason, it, it seems easy to us. Like, those who are immersed in technology often, it just, I'm like, yeah, that's totally easy. All you have to do is boop, 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 boop. And, but, you know, we kind of want to get a little closer to one button, you know, one button system, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's so hard to do that. And, you know, it depend like are you a, are you a Tron house? Uh, you, yeah, you are yep. a Tron house. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Where I'm, I know I'm mentioning names, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's sometimes to get the, a good programmer to do. Well, you are a programmer. I yeah. You are. Yeah, a I am a programmer. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's certainly it's it can be um, yeah challenging, especially when um, they want to do keep everything so flexible mm-hmm. and I'm like but with the flexibility you kind of lose certain things in different areas and um, if we were purely BYOD yes oh uh, be a whole different story but then we have to have the uh, there's a lot of faculty who want the podium PC and through the different generations of our classrooms you could kind of see like where the mindset of the uh, current registrar was because we have a bunch of rooms that were like 
PCs in the podium, and then we have this generation of so BYOD you, rooms do you, because they changed their mind. They were like, "Oh, we don't want." So is your is your university a BYOD or is this a mix of half it's and half? A, it's a blend, yeah. Okay. Because now we're back to the mindset of all the classrooms should have a PC in them, and um, it's kind of a, a back and forth battle. And this is the problem. Bit. Like I know, I know from at home, you know. We, we give all our faculty laptops, but they would have a guest lecture in and they're like, oh, have you a spare laptop? And it's like, no, no, you know, bring bring your laptop, you know, or or, or have you gone down the, the push in, in your university of going, no, if a guest comes in, the guest should have their own laptop if they're BYOD. Essentially, yeah, and it, but, and then it also, it becomes difficult too because um, we have not standardized on a laptop for our faculty. So we have faculty that will bring in um, Mac. They'll have their Apple machines. They'll um, have uh, all sorts of flavors and levels of PC. So there are some instructors that still have VGA only. You are kidding me. Yeah. How it's, old it's is that rare. laptop? It is rare. Oh, I'm not even sure how they're able to update it enough to keep it on our network because you yeah. have to have above a certain yeah. like Windows version for uh, them for the network working team to allow your laptop on the network. So you're, t- you're are you telling me that around John John Hopkins there is some VGA cables still in existence going into your processors? There confirmed not. Is very few spaces that we we pulled them out like it but and even then it was kind of like um how many years past the analog sunset are we like how why are we still doing this um but they were just like but we need it so now we're just like we're we're being we're we're like two fish bowls in a (laughs) a pond here as joe way dr joe way has as 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 decided that he's going to try and gate crash uh our party here Um, Uh, oh because of course there has Joe can't not be. <laughs> I, I, I just noticed just how loud the, the music is outside. We, don't, we weren't having this problem yesterday, so apologies, listeners and viewers. Uh, I don't know. Don't yeah, know. It, it kind of like struck me a little bit while we were. Yeah, yeah, well, with the immersive sound. Started, here. Yeah. I was like. Hence, hence why we are live at ISE <laughs> for the All Things Techie podcast, brought to you by X2O Media and BZB Gear. Um, but, you know. With with that in mind, and what you were saying about like BYOD and you know your classrooms and your programmer as well, you know, is is there times where it's really difficult to say to your faculty and get their overarching opinion like going, it's not a one size fits all for an environment. They you have to hear what solutions is on offer, and I'm talking from experience of. You know, having that type of programming once upon a time in our clinical skills labs and just going, you know, our integrator saying, oh, but this is what we're doing in the classroom. And we're like, well, that's not what fits in our labs. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's been difficult in trying to decide on a standard of sorts because um, we have our faculty teach in such different ways mm-hmm. that, um, you know, one of the biggest things uh, I'm part of 
the uh, classroom advisory committee, and so there's uh, deans and faculty members on the on the committee, as well as um, representatives from networking in the uh, registrar's office, and it's kind of like trying to. We can't give everybody everything they want. No. And that's and the the like when the question comes up of like customer service and this and that and the customer's always right and we're like, well, yes, but so we have to you know we kind of have to use like a very much a utilitarian mindset yeah. because we have to do like the greatest good for the greatest amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so currently. Uh, a lot of our faculty still, uh, their main complaint about classrooms is there's not enough chalk. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so it, not enough chalk, not enough whiteboard markers. Like, but it, which I'm like, really? We're, we're at this point? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, at, I'm just surprised you still have chalkboards in, in some of your, like, I think across our university, the only ones that have chalkboards, and it's one of those rotating oh, yeah. chalkboards that, it's usually for like science and mathematics, that yeah. like they are writing big formulas on, on the walls, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, think, I think talking about chalk and markers, I think I think it was funny that like we were joking on Monday when we came in the day before ISE began when there was no carpet down or anything, and we were looking at the transparent LEDs and we joked that like imagine having this in a university, how quickly will someone write on the transparent yeah. LEDs? Yeah, yeah, it it's it like happens all the time. It, it it amazes me that certain things that you wouldn't think that anyone would. Be dumb that it to was do it. a writing surface, yeah. but you'll walk in and be like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. Where's the Where's the goo gone or whatever to try to like clean that off or simple green? Uh, we had um, rear projection. We have one room that's rear projection, and they will always write Bro- on the projection screen that has rear projection. Yeah, always. We f- We ended up um, when we were ended up replacing the the screens, which was such a pain. Um, and it, it drives me crazy because then anybody who knows about AV and stuff, they look at that. At the but we um, we installed them backward uh, so that it was the it wasn't the matte surface okay. because yeah. it's so much easier to remove. But there's then a, a glare, yeah, glare, and a reflection. Yeah. And so people, the people who know, are like, oh, "What is that?" But we're like, "Yeah, we did it on purpose." Unfortunately, and it drives me crazy to see it. But I'm like, that's the only way we can easily remove the, the marker from it. I, I, Even though we have signs that say this is not a writing surface. Yes, yeah, it's not a writing surface. And yet still someone will write okay on, on the bottom of a sheet. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you find that it, in America, like I, I have these conversations all the time with Joe for Across the Ponds podcast. And do you find that, you know, is standards kept? to AV standards in your university like or you know do you do you have to always have a fight back with your integrators like there's so many standards that America has and I think are more regimental than what we have over in Europe yeah I mean I think where I where we tend to have an issue with um, you know we try to do all of our design Mm in-house and then farm out for um, materials and labor and then we um, a lot of times we'll do programming configuration and commissioning ourselves at the end um, 
you know, so that we have a hand in the front and the end. Um, but then there's some projects that come through our facilities and real estate department. And so when they hire the architect, a lot of times the consultant and the, uh, all of the AV stuff is bundled. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like we end up losing a lot of the say. And even though we've given them our standard stock and clearly state like in our scope of work and standards that like we get the pro like programming like deliverable like that is a non-negotiable um in that in the programming there should be no password protected modules yes and um and just little things like that that but they're just like nope uh and then it then it becomes like a all right, well, we're not signing off on this. <laughs> let's yeah, yeah. See, let's you know, and, and, and that's the Put key. that in my hand. <laughs> you know, like, it, I think during COVID, there was a couple of incidents where, you know, integrators get, get paid before they actually did the install. Did that happen to you? Um, so, yeah, usually it's a um, materials and a certain percentage that they'll get up front and then the final, like, they won't get the full amount. Um, but, yeah, I feel like um, just, like, in during COVID when, like, our campus was shut down, uh, we did have a couple of projects that ended up happening. And, yeah, I feel like they were prematurely signed off on by like not my team it was kind of more the procurement team that was like well we handled this so paid and i was like no yes yes don't do that don't (laughs) uh, don't make that mistake yeah because then it it makes it a lot harder to then go back to them and be like but you didn't really fully deliver on what we were asking for we were having a conversation before uh, ISE about the whole idea of staff even being able to work from home versus hybrid versus being on campus yeah it, how, how's your university for the the work from home model or are you allowed work from home so it it depends on the department okay essentially um, we it, it, there have been a couple of stages where each department was asked, like, can you work from home? Like, do you have the ability? Obviously, facilities, people, their job is physically on that campus. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Um, and then there's teams like IT and my team where there are some things that can be done remotely. But so, you know, we, we definitely moved to a very hybrid situation. Um for a lot of the uh, land admins and stuff like that. But basically, my team also does uh, not only classrooms, but event support. And so obviously, like, yeah. we've got to be there. Um, so it, but it was kind of like a, the, the university in general was kind of like, we're going to leave that up to kind of the individuals to figure out, like, what's going to work best. Yeah. Um, but then each phase, they're like, but could you come back? And I'm so just, it was. It's a fine balance because there's a lot of people who m- moved. And like, I, I, I have a feeling time. that this is going to affect university budgets uh, when you try and create hybrid rooms and they're like, well, we have everyone back on campus. We have the students back on campus. 
We're yeah. not going to spend the money. Well, yeah. And that was that. I think for us, it wasn't so much um, hybrid learning. that Because, yeah, they want the students to be there. Mm-hmm. But they also understand that now um, there's there's become an expectation that the content is going to be available yeah. uh, offline or like asynchronous. Um, so our you know we're not as focused on doing like synchronous learning and two-way communication via um, collaborative tools. Um, it's more about the lecture capture yes. at this point. Um, so it's like at least the, all those cameras we put in and microphones and stuff, not going to waste. Yes. But it's just a different, mo- it's a different way of teaching. Yeah, it is, it, it is a different way of teaching. And I, t- I still believe that there's room for both. Yeah. You know, but it, it's also getting the buy-in from the end user and the faculty. That's yeah, absolutely. It's they... Um, like you're, they you, really you need, need to put in the work to change their like their pedagogy and how oh, they exactly. how they do everything. And, and you know, and on that pedagogy approach, should that be the responsibility of us as the techs? Right. Yeah, that that's the question. You know, like is is it? You know, like you know, there's examples of like where we are in the school of nursing, and it's like. You know that's that's nice equipment you put in, Justin, but it's not simulation. It's like well, I never said it was simulation. You know, I'm not a nurse, a director of nursing simulation. I'm not a doctor. You know, yes, Joe, I did say that. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Internal joke, but it's you know, I'm I'm not in the medical field. I'm an AV technician. You know, you tell me what you want to do, and I'll put in the functionality of that. You know. So that's where, like, you know, having a good GUI, no matter whether you're using Creston or you're using Wolf Vision, I think it's it's so important, like, you know, of having the good GUI that it's user-friendly, but, you know, you can bring them to, to the water. You can't make them drink it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, like, um, the, the user interface is such an important part of the user experience in a classroom. and But at the same time, we can only go so far. Yes. They have to take that extra step to learn the tools, create their own workflow that works for them. Um, and I'll admit, and, and, and some of it you, has been a struggle, like you, because they're like, just like, this doesn't work. And it's like, well, it you, does. It, it just doesn't. You're not using it properly. <laughs> we don't want to say that out loud, but you're not using it properly. Right, because um, yeah, you can't, you can't like tell a faculty it's that. Especially <laughs> when you have, and I've had it in even my old university that I worked with, that you, you have such a blend of the person that still wants to use the chalkboard. Yeah. And you're trying to teach them this is a hybrid fact. But you know, I you know, and there's some great companies, one sponsoring uh, this this podcast, uh, that is creating the environment where it's not as difficult if you are doing a hybrid teaching. And that is a skill. That is really a skill. Like how can you make sure that everyone is attentive physically in the room? and remotely and making that blended mix yeah i I think it's really it it does take a certain kind of person to be able to blend that uh far side and in person um together because i feel like 
usually it's one or the other and somebody is going to be neglected Mm -hmm. to, but to be able to be attentive to the in person folks, but also not make the remote participants feel like they're just sitting there like, yes. Yeah. Are we being left out? And you know, and between that, it's not just a hardware, it's good software to be able to do that. And, you know, whether it be gaming inside of, you know, a lesson and not death by PowerPoint, that's that's the most important yeah. thing. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I feel like gamification in education is going to become even more important. And faculty are going to need to embrace that, I think, mm. more because the, you know, the students that are, are coming up, that is what they know and what they're used to and they're gonna have to change with the times yes it's it's hard moving that it is you know (laughs) when you talk about universities that's still using vga and analog and chalkboards to move away from this whole image you know um, and because we had talked about um all these absolutely gorgeous displays mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i it, it's almost a way it's like I admire the pretty but at the same Aaron's time Aaron's gone there I know it's not going to I, I'm not going to really be able to put, put them into use in most cases especially a classroom mm-hmm. because we still need the wall real estate for um, for chalkboards or whiteboards so we can't take up valuable wall real estate by putting a display there so we have to use a projector in a screen so that it's flexible and that it's there if it if the faculty need it and then it's not if they don't yeah and that even goes down to monitors on walls whether you want to have a projector or monitor you know like you know yeah we like a a monitor is a lot of times um it's it's a no-go right from the get-go because they can, we just can't afford that space to be taken up on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any boots that you're really looking forward to to going around or, you know, uh, th- thinking outside the box even? Right. There. Um, I always find that Congress Square along, along that stretch, there's always some really nice startups that always attract your attention, even if it's as simple as like, Oh wow! You made an adapter for this, yeah. Right, yeah. I always love to uh, check the perimeter yeah. because there's always those little one-off spaces In that you're corner. like, I didn't know I needed this, yes. but I want it. <laughs> Yesterday we were talking about this last night. <laughs> Did you see the mermaid? I'm telling you guys, there's a mermaid. You know, I, 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 we, we weren't hallucinating yesterday after happy hour. There is a mermaid in a tank behind us. I don't know what it's all about. Oh, uh, yeah. I have not seen that, but yes. I'm like, oh, now I'm so super we're, intrigued. We're in hall 4, 500, 4 F500, I think it is, um, in just beside the Avixa booth, just behind us. I think it's called Cat 3, and they have hmm. a woman that's go- going in and out of a fully immersed uh, water tank up on a crane and then underneath there was people with VR headsets on. I don't know what it's about. I want to find out today what it's about. So watch this space. We will be telling you about that. Uh, right? To, 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 <laughs> today is a long day for us. We had a long day yesterday but today is an is especially long day because right. you know it's the peak of ISE 
and at the peak of ISE, there's parties and there's happy hours. Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of am like, I need to make sure that I have time to look at the tech because there have been so many things that I'm like, oh, record podcast here, attend a session there. Um, There's so many great opportunities to, you know, hear from other professionals that have so many great things to say. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I need to... I need to actually check booths out <laughs> and exactly, see what's, exactly. what's happening. And, now, I, I asked the question, like, is there anything you would like to see on a university level? Anything you'd like to see on a personal level and go, oh, I love to have one of them? Right. I, um, yeah, I think a lot of the, um, the I, I, I do want to just kind of it, check out some of the more, like, immersive experience mm-hmm. type things. Like, yeah. I'm... I'm very lately, you know, buzzword AI. Um, yes, it is the buzzword of ISE. We've we've gone there, yeah. right? But I, um, I yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of obsessed with um, with data science now, and uh, because you know I know that AI, it's not really artificial intelligence. It's more no, really it? good programming, machine learning. Yes. Like, but um, Joe, Joe, Joe's going to listen to this afterwards and go, no, it's not, but it is. Yeah, it is. And Sorry, um, Joe. and so like the use of um, the like data science to create art, mm-hmm. and then AV provides such like the perfect medium to deliver that. And I so I love like these applications of these immersive type spaces with that all the edge blending and pro- yeah, projector I, mapping. I'm, I'm, or, more, I'm, I'm more with you on that. I think yeah. this is the way, like, you have your VR and you have your immersed experiences. Like, f- for the past few years, Igloo has, has been doing their, their Igloo dome. But, you know, I, I with the broadcasting hat on, I love the fact that more and more of these TV type of studios are doing these walls behind. <laughs> I have that... It's it's going right off higher ed and going into the, this this realm. Weather reports in America. Do you you know do you have people standing still in front of green screens or are they LED walls for example? Because in Ireland, you always see the halo effect. Like right. it's like it's like you are you know it's like and then why has no producer ever like told you that dress does not work with the green screen? Oh gosh! Right? Yeah, it, it does yeah. happen in America. It does. It, it okay. does. It's um. It's. I feel like it's. It's becoming less and less. But yeah, it's funny that you can. There are certain. You know, I think s- stations that maybe do it better than others. Mm. And um. But yeah, every once in a while, it'll be like, oh, yeah. That's, uh, but like, I th- I think with that whole immersive experience where they have the cameras coming from left to right and the background is changing that's that's the way weather reports should be done it's like look here's a live view of what's happening outside it's raining it's sunny you know right instead of instead of the old graphic which i'm gonna call it it's probably even earlier than this the 1980s type of graphic where you know you know here's here's the arrows pointing down and you know and here's a cloud yeah i mean we we've gone further than that and it's such a skill i feel like for them where they're like not pointing at anything yes 
they're looking at the camera over there and going over there oh, oh up there no you know that that's not where dublin is it's down here yeah it is a skill but you yeah because i'm always like if i'm i'm on a uh, a podcast or something that has somewhat of a ticker or like a name thing, i always I'm point like, in the wrong direction yeah, somewhere always, down there never fails yes. always the yes. wrong direction even if i'm looking at a monitor and i see where it should be i'm like nope okay nope. Nope. that way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this corner nope no yeah and that, that yeah. never fails. Yeah, no, no, I, I do enjoy those type of immersive experiences too. But like, you know, only about three or four months ago, before Christmas, I well, I actually started buying into VR. Does your does your university do any VR? Not whole, like at least not um, not as much on my campus, but they're starting to yeah. a lot more. Um, and I think now. That, and that's one of the things that I also um, am, in, am pretty much in, is interested in is um, applying it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the I think the more that it it becomes um, more of a thing. Uh, I'm sorry, English is escaping. No, no, today. It, 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 but I think that um, more and more applications will be and that's the key thing. Of. The applications, you know, yeah. like you know, I've even back five years ago, maybe six years ago now, going to Amsterdam and seeing VR. You know, they put me on a platform and it's like going down the visuals of going down an escalator and I'm going to blow air on your face and everything. It's like. That's great. Now, how are you going to get that to fit into my university right. scenario? Because you're like, there's a novelty factor to it. it but is then a at the same time, you're like, why am I? Why are we spending all of this money that yeah. could go to something else for just this novelty factor? I feel like um, there's none. The medical happen. field yes. has done probably a better job than most in finding really good applications. For that sort of technology, um, my niece um, has a, a lazy eye, okay. and part of her therapy is the VR. VR. Okay. And there, um, I I have not experienced it, but from what I understand, like it's to her, it's kind of like a game because she's looking, looking at, at certain things or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like that is amazing That's like good. that is such a great use of that technology yes yeah. and it's like well if only we could do that, yeah, and <laughs> that then, for everything and then the whole idea and this made maybe my ignorance of like you're going to crash into people if you put on a VR headset right. and then we have a room where it's like we are standing on a mat and it knows that like your headset will switch off if you walk off that mat you uh-huh. don't have to be and then I see was it Disney recently made a floor that is constantly moving to give you the effect while you're oh, in VR? Wow. So you're standing on a mat, but the floor is moving, so it knows it, you can play your game or you can p- pretend you're walking, but you're never walking off the mat. That's it's, cool. It's cool. Yeah. It is cool. We'll, we'll, we'll review that on the Old yeah. Insecure podcast at some other stage. Um, yeah, we're doing a show t- together in a different booth uh, on Friday. That we are. Yes, let's let's plug that. Super excited to! Um, I am the host of AV Nations at Tech Podcast, and so um, I managed to get a spot at the AV on Air um, Midwich booth. We're stealing a mug. We are stealing a mug, Chris. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, go do. Yeah. So. Um, 
you know, it's it's pretty much going to be a lot like this. We're I think we're just gonna we're gonna do a lot of chat and just see like. And it's Friday, and we're going to fall is. asleep on those couches in the in the booth. Yeah, yeah it's going to be it's going to be super cozy awesome. and <laughs> yeah, the fireside chat. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. Take a nap. Looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron, thank you for joining us on the All Things Techie podcast, brought to you by BZB Gear and X Two O Media. Um, these episodes, even though recorded live, you know, you will see them afterwards when we get the files, they're big files because we're using a big SLR camera here. The music is starting, it sort of like makes it a nice like music outro. bed outro. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to All Things Techie Podcast, part of the Extreme Media Network. Follow us on Twitter at AV Tech Junkies. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch our show on YouTube by visiting youtube.com forward slash at Justin underscore or underscore Dawson. Previous episodes of our show can be found on our official site, www.allthingstech.ie. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie.